electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Uh, Q4 begins. Futures are solid as investors look past some of the rising COVID trends in Europe and the U.S., uh, more corporate layoff announcements, and instead focusing on stimulus talks. Now in their final hours, uh, jobless claims 837,000. Our roadmap begins with stimulus hopes. The White House counters with uh, an offer around $1.5 trillion, including $20 billion in aid for airlines. Talks continue today. Plus, COVID headwinds for airlines, American and United, furloughing more than 30,000. This, of course, is federal aid runs out. And shares of Bed Bath & Beyond are surging. The retailer reports comps of 6%. Online sales soaring 89%, Jim. So earlier uh, in the week, Jim, uh, and even last week, uh, you seemed to be pessimistic about the prospect of a compromise coming together. You feel any different this morning? Uh, look, I think the airline layoffs are, are looming large uh, because with layoffs come a cut in roots. With a cut in roots is a, uh, is a pain point. But I think it's the Senate. We keep talking about Mnuchin and we keep talking about Speaker Pelosi. But I think the Senate is buying into the president's V-shaped recovery. Uh, and I think Mitch McConnell's buying into it, which says, why do we need more? We got a V-shape. It's just certain industries that, are, that can be triaged. Uh, I know that the industries represent small and medium-sized business, so I'm against that. But I would say in favor of the McConnell position, at least if you're looking at the stock market, this set of earnings. Now, that is not what they care about. And I don't want to minimize the uh, loss. If you worked at Goldman, you were laid off today. If you worked at Allstate, uh, you got to feel pretty miserable but I've got to tell you, Carl, when you look at PepsiCo, when you look at Bed Bath, uh, when you look at ConAgra, you start thinking to yourself, wait a second, what the heck is going on? The Bed Bath numbers were extraordinary. Middle, you know, new management, really one of the most poorly run companies around, but it's big. And I've got to tell you, David, when I look at, at, at the companies, I see this common theme. If it has something to do with eating at home, something to do with making your home better, you may have to be a really bad business person to not do great numbers. Well, if you have a digital uh, platform that works. True. And, and a strategy that you've already put in place prior to the pandemic, or at least one that you've been able to uh, work very quickly to establish. I mean, and that's the key, right? Bed Bath, I don't remember them necessarily being any giants in e-commerce prior to this. Jim, you mentioned, of course, and we talked about the struggles this company's had for years as it bought back so much stock at prices that are so far higher than now. It's a joke. Uh, it bought so much uh, in the It 60s. was a creeping LBO on its way to bankruptcy. It looked Should have like, been a SPAC, basically. right? Yeah. Um, but um, look, it's 89%. They have huge growth in all, uh, online. Huge. But of course, it's starting from a very low base. But you know what? They were terrible at online. They didn't right. know how to do it. They were too busy trying to buy one King's Lane and stuff. Um, I like the numbers. Of course, of course, David, I have the company on tonight because that's what I do. That I'm is a, what you do. I'm a book of machine. You are. Yeah. Uh, but the earnings per share, the cash on the balance sheet, the cash flow of more than $750 million, a gross debt reduced. David, this one is real with 6% comp. 
89% growth with digital. I don't know, couponing down? When you go there, David, you know that there's so many, there's like 40 different hanger skews. Yes. You know, I mean, like five different kinds of, tra- of trash can for yes. your kitchen and for your bath. Yes. Well, that's all being cleaned up. And the couponers are still there. I bring my $5. Right. But you know what, David? It's digital and it's fabulous. They have a pretty big, you know, they have large stores. Right. Of course. I mean, do they maintain and keep those? Or is this, you know, yeah. that's what I wonder. How do you, walk-in traffic's not anywhere near what it once was. No, but. Not unclear when that will come back to mm. be fully what it was. I think of the Bed Bath not far from where I live, for example. Well, I think that uh, Mark, Mark Tritton, this new CEO is from, uh, from Target, He's going to have to deal with which stores. Uh, look, there were so many things poorly run. I don't even know if he's addressed how many how many bad stores there are. Uh, but uh, what he has addressed is just this multitude of of incredible number of, of shopkeeping units and how difficult it was and where they make the stuff and where they get it and the gross margins. I don't know. I mean, I think David they were they were trying to run the place in the ground. Previous management. Yeah, we used to talk about it a lot. Yeah. Well, I, previous management said they wanted to come on and make money. I said you're welcome. And then, I don't know, I think they, they canceled. Yeah, I don't Which was I, probably but, smart. It was right. like smart, smart non-booking. I'm going to go this weekend. I am going to see, David, mine, mine, which is about two miles from me, which, by the way, was the original Bed Bath, David. Okay. It was a kind of a museum to bad management. Let's see how it looks. Okay. Do they still have the candy aisle everywhere? I mean, there's more licorice in that place than there is you know, housewares. Well, Carl, it is going to be a feature today, even though it is still a, quite a small market cap, as we know. Well, 60% short, David. Yeah, a lot short. And, man, again, you always do come back to how much stock they bought back, Jim, over years at far higher prices. Carl, how many times did I as we go look up at, to, the, to yeah. the board with David in, at that relic that we used to work at and say to David, David, they're buying so much stock, it's got to be a creeping LBO. And it turned out to just to be ill-advised, it was, which yeah. is another term for moronic. It's true. Our mad dashes. It was a feature, Carl. I remember it well. Sometimes we'll I would stand confuse up it with, with uh, Best Buy, and, yeah. I, and I really made a lot of good points. I just, Best Buy is looking good. That was like a great call. I meant to say bed bed. <laughs> it's like CVS yeah, I, I do and that all the time. CVS. Uh, yeah. Ticker symbols. Very yeah, close. The tick- tickers are very similar, Jim. Yeah, that's why I guess the question then is, do you think a story like Bed Bath is a micro tell about the macro environment. We got personal income slipping into negative territory this morning. Savings rate has come way down. Uh, another 800,000 filing initial claims. I mean, how much of that trade, that stay at home, you know, home improvement trade can continue if, in fact, household balance uh, sheets look worse? Well, it's so strange because RH Restoration Harbor, which is the high end, is booming. Uh, you have Wayfair booming, which is the low end. Uh, you have an outfit like Bed Bath actually picking up a lot of business, uh, just housewares around the house, Costco saying the same thing. So, I mean, there is a place where people are going. Obviously, Amazon Prime Day is coming up. Uh, those are days, David, here's what happens. It means you shop till you drop. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, since you don't shop, I no. mean, is it, let me ask you something. Yes, is sir. It like you're a teetotaler on Amazon Prime Day? I'm a teetotaler? I don't well, drink the, on Amazon Prime well, I'm Day? I'm saying Amazon Prime Day is like a... a, a, like a well, I'm, I'm comparing that to alcohol. I see. 
Okay. You know, you're like a temperance guy for Amazon. Oh, yes, that is the correct. The rest of the country, yeah, you yes, were like, yeah, I am you like a teetotaler when it comes to actually participating in commerce, is right. what you mean. Other than paying restaurant checks, which I try to do every single night. Who goes night to restaurants anymore? I That's go what? every single night. To where? To a Outside restaurant? Outside in New York, it's incredible. Let me spray some aerosol you got to come out sometime, my friend. Things are happening and hopping. There's no, you know, I don't know, the president may call it a ghost town. I'm not sure. Maybe around Trump Tower, but otherwise, Carl. things are hopping. Carl, I, I, I love David's attitude, but let's say you take a place like Bar San Miguel, which obviously I have to mothball, you have, you're allowed to have 12 people. Now, it is very hard when you have four people working for you to have 12 people in the restaurant yep. and ask them about whether they have Outside, Jim, outside. Everything's outside. Yeah, everything's outside. Okay, My well, entire neighborhood, everything's outside. Well, what uh, starting today, though. Yeah, starting today, 25%. Oh, start. fantastic. How many yep. people are allowed to have at my bar? Can I have three? Three people standing at the bar when I used to have 30? Look at that Constellation branch. You know, the number three beer. Number three beer. You got the Corona, you got Medella. Nobody's saying it is easy at all. That was not my point. Of course, it's difficult. And we know that you've had a lot of difficulty. Yeah, because I thought you were rubbing it in my face. Not at all. Okay. I'm just trying to sort of, those rumors of New York's demise are greatly exaggerated, right. I guess is all I'm saying. But yes, I do not participate in commerce. I try not to, desperately not to, Jim. However, I seem to be at odds with much of the rest of the country. See, Carl, I think that going back to your original question, okay, I think October is a fulcrum moment. I think that when you see all state, did they really need to lay off all those people? Uh, Goldman is having a fantastic quarter. Did they need to lay them off? Are people using the, uh, the, the pandemic as a way to be able to get rid of people and say, hey, listen, the pandemic makes it so we can't have them? Or is it one of those cases where you literally don't have a business, so you got to let people go? Uh, or is it that the, business, that the people who have money, like Amazon, are able to hire as many? This is the month where Congress is going to have to start saying, well, wow. I mean, I guess people aren't doing as well in the pandemic, but that's up to Mm. Senator Mitch McConnell. Really, he's the man. Yeah. Well, to your point, Jim, I mean, Q4 is always the quarter in which 2021 or the next year's budget start to come into view and people think about operating leverage. It's not a unique story, but challenger layoffs are 3x uh, today uh, for the for the prior month year on year. And that's that's something we don't usually see. It's one reason why the Fed's Mary Daly uh, did say yesterday on closing bell that certain areas of the economy are definitely going to need federal support. Take a listen. And we need the fiscal agents to offer support to the parts of the economy that have yet to recover, to the millions of Americans who are still sidelined and wondering how they're going to pay their bills. So whether it happens next week or next month is important to those American households, but also really important to shoring up the economy. So now, Jim, we got the airlines literally issuing memos to employees apologizing for having to separate workers from the company, but but with the caveat that they might not have to or you might quickly come back if, in fact, a deal comes into place. Well, it it is amazing the game of chicken that they're playing in Washington, where uh, it seems like that everybody is thinking the other guy's going to go over the cliff and and give in. But when you see these layoffs and you realize that they're the widespread nature of them and the fact that they've been held, a lot of companies have held off that now it seems like, you know what, this is the time. The pressure is going to be great. But again, the pressure is on the Republican Senate, because I think that when you see Secretary Mnuchin spending so much time talking to Speaker Pelosi, they've got to be close to something. 
But then when you look at, David, this is really important. When you look at the senators in the Republican Party who believe the president, you remember the president saying that we are back. We're having a great economy. They have to they have to contradict the president to vote for an aid package. What they're saying is, Mr. President, your economy isn't that good. And I don't know whether they have the courage to do that. Do they have the courage? Wow, you're really asking me some tough ones today. Uh, if history, no, I want softballs. If, I'm sending you some softballs. If history is any guide, and I'm going to look right at you. Look at me. You can look at me. If history is any guide, no. Right, that's right. Well, you don't want to be tweeted. Jeez. No, I mean, I, mean, I know what the like fear me. is here. With a yeah. month or so to go before Election Day, it's going to be interesting. It's kind of like Robespierre, huh? Um, but you don't, but really, I mean, what? to Carl's point, doesn't it come down to McConnell trying to get his, get them in order to a certain extent? And yeah, the fact but that we he spent- did seem to... Uh, expressed displeasure with the idea of $2.2 trillion yesterday. Right? Yeah, well, I had Senator Warren on yesterday. Um, Senator Warren, outspoken. I'm still looking at you. I don't know if that's the right thing to do TV-wise. I like it. I li- it's nice. okay. It reminds me of actually when we used to be on the same set. You used to have to turn, remember? Yeah, I, 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 I like this more because this is, this is not just social distancing. This is like social mile running. But <laughs> when you look at what Senator Warren said, I said, why is the Senate not part of giving $7 billion to minority businesses to keep them in business? Why aren't they doing it? Why isn't Congress doing it? She goes, Senator Mitch McConnell. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, Senator, she's a woman of few words. But I think she's a woman who understands the temperament in the Senate. And the Senate seems to not recognize what Constellation Brands does at the end of their conference call and what they say in their note. I have one tonight. Minority businesses are being crushed, okay? Hispanic businesses are being crushed. But they're not stocks. We don't trade them. Unless, David, they do a SPAC. Everybody's got a SPAC and a dream, as I like to say. And the point of the, you know, the people in Robinhood, they love SPACs and like options. Yep. We've got more SPAC news today, too, Carl. Uh, Brad Gerstner's altimeter priced one. We got hymns coming on later, of course. They announced their deal with Oak Tree. You got Playboy. I mean, every day SPAC day. There's an ETF. Yep. There's, a, there's an ETF that starts today. Uh, ticker SPAK. Uh, We'll talk more about that. We'll get to Constellation and Pepsi, as Jim says. Got some initiations of uh, Snowflake, DraftKings, Papa John's. We're back in a minute. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Watch Palantir this morning, up in the pre-market about 4%. Of course, a day after its direct listing debut. Although, off of those intraday highs, Jim, from yesterday, what was your take on the action? Yeah, I think people, when they do these uh, reference points, they don't really know. There's terrible discovery. Horrible price discovery because there was a burst of buying that took that stock to $11.35. And I swear, I mean, right there, and it was very much in a rush, someone must have felt that there was going to be a gigantic buyer coming in on top of that. And instead, the buyers dried up. I mean, boom. And the sellers searching for some level. David, the sellers don't even know how low to go. No, but this is the direct listing issue. I mean, listen, many companies may be looking at it, particularly if they don't have to raise primary capital. It's much cheaper. This seemed to have been a success, and by many accounts it was. But to your point, Jim, when I've talked to some of the 
people who were potential sellers, they they didn't tell Morgan Stanley what their plan was. No. And so they don't know. Morgan Stanley's sitting there trying to match orders with people who are playing games is really what it comes yes. down to. You yes, know, David. The, the buy orders is what they kind of know at Morgan Stanley, but they don't. I made this point yesterday. They don't really know how much they have to sell. So imagine putting a book together when you don't really know how much you have to sell. People syndicate come in, has no syndicate, David, is yeah. in the dark, too. Yeah. So no one tells the truth when you're trying to put this book together. Uh, and that's what you end up with. By the way, the reference price is meaningless. Meaningless. Um, and so we'll have to watch the price action and particularly how you try to actually balance these two things because you've got selling shareholders, but you don't know if they're sellers. And if they're smart, they're not going to let you know. David, you know the reference point was supposed to be 10 bucks last week and all the checks I did, the reference, not seven and a quarter, right. but 10 bucks. Carl, the idea that people come in and start buying this at a level to sales 20, 20 times, do they even know what they're getting? I mean, uh, there's a new audience of people, whether it be SPACs, whether it be direct listings. They're so fascinated. They're fascinated. Did the Robinhood people call up Morgan Stanley and let them know? Somebody at Robinhood says, oh, yeah, we got $10 million to buy? I don't think so. Oh, but, David, <laughs> they think it goes up. Right. They, well, what, I mean, I, I'm in a fight with about 100 people on Twitter right now who say, why don't you like SPACs? They go up. Oh, Okay. Well, why don't you know, the Palantir, it goes up. The other one went up a lot. Ascended, that was a good company. It's much too expensive. Carl, the valuations here, can we just step back for a second? The valuations at all these places, unless they have faster growth rate, um, are really out of control. I'm not talking Snowflake. Snowflake has got amazing revenue growth, so no one really knows how to price that. But these companies, the Palantir doesn't have that kind of growth. So, I mean, why should I give it the same, uh, a better multiple than a workday, which is recommended today, uh, uh, and ServiceNow? Yep. Uh, why, why am I giving better uh, than, than Adobe? Seasoned companies that know what the hell they're doing that really have great management. Well, your, your point's good. Uh, City does take workday to buy. Yep. They're looking at 265. Jeffries initiates Snow at a hold, saying it's ahead of the fundamentals. But is your point specific to direct listings? Well, I just think that this one, the Palantir in itself, uh, been around for a long time, uh, wasn't making, you know, not making money. Uh, I think that they may feel that they have a hold on, a, what, 150 clients that are unshakable. I'm not sure about that. I spoke to, to uh, Mark Benioff last night from Salesforce. He's got a new uh, program to be able to roll off vaccines. I think if he decided to turn his guns towards some of the things that they do uh, with, with partner with Snowflake, I think they can, they can, if they can, they can go after Palantir. Uh, so I don't to the think gym, to the extent that the commercial opportunity is the key growth platform right. for them, you question as to whether they can be as successful as they have been with the Defense Department. Precisely. Okay. What is their edge? Because they because they're very good at, at uh, targeting terrorist terrorists. organizations. Does that mean they're very good at targeting people who might want insurance? I don't know. Me neither. They say yet yeah, they are. Oh, OK. I see. I am, too. I'm doing a SPAC. What's yours? By the way, you should do us back. It's nope. free money. I would love to do that. Free but money. I know. I mean, I, do you know how many times I've been approached to do us back? Of course. I know. People have told your me contract too. up. Got to do us back. We do us back? Yeah. Wait, I said, for what? No, it's a secret. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to go focus into it. on. <laughs> yes, we focus uh, on. Carl, they, that's what they say. I said, can you give me a sense of what this back's about? <laughs> no. 
Doesn't well, why should I join you? Oh, because we're going to make a lot of money. what the whole idea <laughs> is? They, that's why they call it blank, Jim. It's yeah. blank for a reason. It's going well, to come to me. I wrote, a blank, check to, I wrote mm. a blank check to my painter yesterday. I felt bad about it. There you go. You should have done a SPAC with him. <laughs> Guys, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, what the quarter may portend as we get into Q4 in the month of October, some seasonality and whether the S&P can finally close above 33.63. Back in a moment. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. lot to watch on this Thursday morning. We'll keep our eye on developments regarding a stimulus compromise. But there are earnings from Bed Bath, Pepsi, Constellation, jobless claims, and ISM at the top of the hour. We're back after a short break. Welcome back. Three minutes till we get started with trading here on this Thursday. Let's squeeze in a mad dash. Starbucks. David, how do you show confidence in your company? Maybe you do it the old-fashioned way. You boost the dividend. Starbucks boost by 10%. That is not insignificant. And why will Kevin Johnson wants the Starbucks shareholders to know that they are confident and focused on value creation and returns for them? Dividend increase meant to send a message that will create value for all stakeholders. I think the message is well heard. Now, you remember yesterday I, w- I found it quizzical that an analyst upgraded the stock based on... Yes, counting companies much. upgraded well, yesterday. Think, exactly. I think that this is uh, the kind of sign that you're now getting. Uh, ConAgra, which we can talk about later, they boosted the dividend substantially uh, by 29%. uh, And what's happening, David, is is there are a lot of companies that don't know how to show that they are doing well in the period that is corona. And the way to do it is to give you a dividend increase because that's something you don't just do that and repeal it. Very strong statement. Very strong by Starbucks. A lot of people worried about the United States. I think you shouldn't. I think Starbucks is reinventing itself. They've had this problem with lines. Well, there's so many vacant spaces. I know, David, you said that it's the Roaring Twenties in New York or something. But there's a lot of vacant spaces. There's a lot of vacant spaces. And I'm just are- trying to point out that there is a lot of life as well. well uh, and no okay. tourists either. So it's all New Yorkers. But, uh, but yes, there are a great many vacant spaces. And you do wonder about downtown areas where you do not have anywhere near full capacity in terms of people going to work who you right. typically would stop at the Starbucks right. the way you, you would on the way into oh, the stock I love Starbucks, and there's always such a long line that I would go to another Starbucks. But uh, now I think that they're going to conquer it. No, I, I think what you're going to find is that there's going to be places, there's going to be Starbucks where it's uh, all digital. I don't know if you have the app, David. They have an app. I don't. 
I, I don't. Sorry. I can't help you. No, I know you can't. Are you a Panera club member? No, I don't go to Panera. No. McDonald's raised. Uh, McDonald's good, haven't been one of those in a long time. But very good, very good, uh, count, very good piece this morning, ba- raising numbers, McDonald's. Um, and I think that that's going to turn out to be a barn burner quarter and a barn burner year from Wells Fargo, a successful pro. Yeah, people have to buy that. It is going to 244. Their price target is very right. You're talking about McDonald's. McDonald's. Now. Well, I'm just yeah. kind of giving you the complete array of places the whole that thing. you Got have it. never walked into. Carl, I don't think he knows the difference between a. Um, Egg on his face mm. and egg McMuffin. I've never had an egg McMuffin. Uh, no, that's not true. That is true. Never, not once. Carl, I used to eat a How do we school a guy who's never had an egg McMuffin? About a quarter pound. How do we even approach that? I don't like eggs that much. What can I tell you, Carl? Sorry. Uh, Jim, I, di- I did notice the the Wells uh, 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 price target increase on McDonald's and focusing around menu, uh, which is. Definitely been a story at McDonald's in the last uh, few weeks, that's yes, for sure. There's the opening bell. Isn't it nice, Carl, as, that the discussion is not about um, uh, a, a previous CEO and some of his indis- uh, alleged indiscretions? Isn't, that, isn't it welcome that it's yeah, about I'll, their business? Well, although that, that story's not, uh, not over either, no. <laughs> Jim. No, uh, your point not. about the, the div hike at Starbucks, though, uh, does follow the div hike at Texan follows the div hike at Microsoft, follows the div hike at General Mills. Are you? I mean, that's four. Is that a trend? Uh, yeah, I think that first, you know, by the way, uh, Senator Warren wants to uh, uh, eliminate stock buybacks. Stock buybacks have really become the villain. I've not heard of a lot of, uh, of uh, even Joe Biden. I'm not sure where he is on raising taxes on dividends. I know when I used to work with Larry Kudlow, a show called Kramer and Cud- Kudlow and Kramer, that uh, he was in favor of lower taxes for capital gains because he felt that that added to the economy. I was in favor of lower taxes for dividends because I wanted to encourage people to continue to be long-term holders. Waiting to hear a comprehensive plan about how that is going to be taxed I know there are a lot of people out there who just say, well, we please just tax everything the same so someone who's in real estate pays more than $750 a year. Uh, David, I, I, I checked my taxes. I've, I'm paying more than $750 a year. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm well aware that I'm paying a lot more. And obviously the, uh, the disallowance of the, uh, of the uh, ability to deduct state and local income taxes certainly is hit. Right. How uh, about the fact, in, David, in, New, New Jersey and New York are fighting to have me and New Jersey yeah, gets you. But we're going to have to try to split some. But New right. Jersey just added a millionaire's tax. I saw that. And, but I did notice that David Tepper, a friend of yours, moved back to New Jersey. You know, te- sometimes it's worth it, even if you've got to pay a big tax bill. I think you Tepper recognized. Family, right? yeah, I think Tepper recognized that Florida is a suboptimal place to live. <laughs> Interesting, by the way, he's not moving to where the Panthers are. No, no. he's not. I mean, you know, when I called him the last time, I said, listen, I got to know. I got to know something really. But I, I, I got to know. He said, look, I think the markets are fine. I said, no, I want to know about Christian McCar- McCaffrey. Sure. I got McCaffrey for fantasy. He goes, I, I don't know. I don't know. I said, well, the owner doesn't know. Well, How about the Washington team? Can someone at least name them? Oh, God, there was a devastating. I was watching last night my friend Jeremy Schapp on ESPN talking about them. Oof, I had no idea. What, Mr. Snyder? Mr. Snyder. I, I participate you can't look in, at him if you're a cheerleader or uh, something? You're not I, allowed I, to look him in the eye? I, that's, we can't go there at all. All right, let's move on. But I do let's know, by the on. way, that I participated in his IPO. What was that? It, it was, was like a, a college six, supplement. Oh, okay. Wasn't he also involved with the Six Flags once? Wasn't he involved with Six Flags? I don't know. Huh. You know what? Yeah. My memory. It's still there. It's still there. Is it? Uh, he was, yeah. Because um, uh, uh, Biogen's got a drug that 
Um, no, I'm still, fine. You sure you Thank don't want to get in that trough? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Uh, as long as I can almost keep up with you, I know I'm all right. All right. Uh, and, you know, you're older than I am, so. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's move on, though, to some stocks, guys. In fact, uh, you know, might as well hit this AEL right here because it's up a lot. It's not that big a company. American Equity Investment Life Holding Company. That's what I'm talking about right there. It's an Iowa-based uh, insurer. Uh, take a look at it, though, this morning because they do put out a release after the journal uh, uh, put a story out about a letter they got from, um, from uh, a scene. Uh, Thien, excuse me, and uh, Massachusetts Mutual Life wanted to buy the company for 36 bucks a share in cash. Letter, by the way, was dated September 8th. So I'm not sure quite why they waited so long or to leak it or whatever they may have done there. But we did get a response from American Equity Investment Life Holding saying we got the letter uh, and it's 36 bucks a share. So they've confirmed that uh, and they're just sort of saying, OK, everybody, hold on. We're going to consider what's going on here. Significant premium, Jim for this relatively small company, but about a $3 billion deal were to actually get to the finish line. No, it's, look, there are, there are, is there a minute, by the way, uh, on uh, Brian Sullivan's show this morning, uh, $28 billion raised in uh, the month of September, not since, that hasn't happened since uh, 1989. So there's a lot of capital out there. Carl, to your question, to your point of consumer spend and where the money is, um, it, thank you to Jerome Powell for making it so that everybody can go get money who has money. Uh, those who don't have money, very hard to get money, which is something that I think, uh, as an American, I'm not crazy about. Isn't it the American way to try to help people who need help, uh, minorities, whatever? They're having a tough time getting loans, but a, a company doesn't seem to have a hard time getting a loan at all. And a SPAC, well, the money's there. Here, 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 take some money. Not for minorities. Yeah, well, the point you're raising, Jim, the, the point you're raising, I mean, we talked about Starbucks uh, dividend hike. And that, again, this morning raised the conversation of why does the Fed own Starbucks bonds? I mean, it's not a lot, but they do own some. And how appropriate is that when you got companies raising dividends to shareholders? Uh, not appropriate, but I, that's a kind of a black box thing. I, you know, that's, remember, that's control, what, controlled by BlackRock. So I, mean, I imagine the Fed has some deniability on that if they chose to have they choose to have it. Um, I'm waiting for some senator, some person in Washington to call for an investigation of how that's happening. But right now, I think everyone is grateful that the Fed is trying to keep people in business, uh, given the fact that neither the Congress nor the administration seem to be able to agree to anything that keeps people in business. It's really the Fed, even though Jerome Powell said it wasn't, his, he admitted, he said, listen, I need help uh, in an impassioned plea. I think he's a very, uh, very feeling man who is trying to get things so that people do well. Um, and I think he's succeeding. It's just that it's only certain people. David, when I look yeah. at um, the, what uh, what Senator Warren says or what some of the bankers are saying to me, uh, Ray McGuire, yeah. uh, City, yeah. it, it, you're just these communities are not getting the money. The minority community is not getting the money. Uh, I know that when I spoke with McCormick, they're giving uh, $500,000. They went to the African-Americans who work for McCormick and say, where should the money go? They had a great list. Uh, I think that there are people who are trying very hard to get money, but it's individuals. Yeah. It's companies. Nobody's bigger than the federal government. Individuals and companies, they can't deliver as much as they want to. They're just not big enough. Right. Right. And getting the money in their hands is not as easy, I guess, no. as... as uh as we'd hoped. No. I mean, why, um, I'm impassioned about this only because I think that we're, we're becoming even more of two societies. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that is something that the pandemic has done, it would seem, has divided 
divided, made the divide even greater. Um, and which is what we talk about all the time in terms of the what you call sort of the real economy right. and and the economy that's reflected in stocks, which you see yet again with the Nasdaq up 1.3 percent. Why? Well, we know why, don't we? Because Facebook is up 2.2 percent and Google's up 1.2 percent and Amazon's up 1.7 percent uh, and on from there. Uh, and Netflix is up 2.3 percent. That's all today, by the way. And again, we're watching as we begin October. Um, and come off of, of last month, we're watching uh, in the last quarter of the year now uh, to see how we perform, given the incredible performance, really, of the equity markets despite the pandemic, with the Nasdaq up 26%. Jim, I wanted to quickly come to you on a couple of names you very briefly mentioned, but they both reported earnings. In fact, we got three earnings reports, right? I mean, we've got yes. Pepsi, we've got uh, Constellation, and we've got Conagra. Stock's not doing much. In fact, Constellation's down 3%. A uh, company did generate $1.4 billion of operating cash flow, about $1.2 billion of free cash flow. That's up 2 and 10% respectively. They also took their debt load down by $600 million. You've, you've liked this. Yes, I have. And I think uh, in-home, in-home drinking is actually pretty high. Uh, they did mention that there's some, still some problems with, uh, with Mexico in getting supply. Uh, they did pre-announce. They, did, they gave you a guide down at the beginning of September, uh, and they kind of didn't raise it from the guide down enough, and I think that that's what's hurting them. I thought Conagra had a very good quarter. It does not seem to move people at all. And PepsiCo, on the conference call, Raymond LaGuardia talked about some channels hurting a lot. That's a quote from him. And when you hear some channels hurting a lot, what you tend to think is, wow, I mean, maybe they, uh, the pandemic costs are not going away, and that's he's saying that too. So suddenly you have a stock that was trading at 141 at 601 when the numbers were reported, and it's now down. I, know, uh, I mean, Pepsi had organic revenue and growth of, what, 4.2%? Yeah, I, I, I think that that's an overreaction. That's, it was a very good number, 4.2, and SodaStream is, is doing remarkably. But the people who are selling the stock, I think they just want greener pastures, and greener <clears throat> pastures are the companies that you just mentioned. Yes, right. Many of the big tech names that are once again showing uh, showing momentum here and showing Carl uh, leadership. Although, unlike Pat, you know, where we sort of see some rotation, we got the banks up uh, as well today. Despite really the tenure, the yield sort of just sits there. And, and, and the Fed not anything. letting and the Fed not letting them uh, raise uh, dividends or, uh, you know, Jamie Dimon wants to go back there buying stock. I, I will tell you that uh, Goldman Sachs is up well, on the laying people off. Yeah. Up on laying people off. Yeah, up on laying people off. No, I mean, so listen, Jim, that's a, they're part of a big ETF, and that's moving that, but it's, it's hurting. Why PepsiCo? We're going to sell it down to 137. Come on, everyone's going to raise numbers. There's two guys who can upgrade it tomorrow. Don't be an idiot. Just talking to myself, to the people who are selling, not to daycare. They're so busy buying SPACs. Uh, they are. We haven't even mentioned Nikola yet there, Nikola. No, we haven't. No, we but it's been up the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, another one that laid off people, Carl, that's doing well is Disney. I mean, we're back into the yeah, 1990s. I'm thinking about Disney right now. I'm thinking about Disney right now, Jim, from a football standpoint, uh, because the NFL game. now has a statement that uh, Steelers Titans uh, will be rescheduled for later in the season instead of Monday, Tuesday, after one additional player and one personnel member tested positive for COVID-19 today. So that was a, a bit discouraging earlier in the week, Jim. You Although, know, uh, it, there's no indication that the season itself is beginning to fall well, apart. Let me give you something really discouraging. Okay, so Bioreference Labs tested all the players Sunday and all these people involved, okay? Uh, it came up with the people who had it, the original. 
Then BioRab, bio, they tested him three times. They, they ran it three times. Then they tested again, and an additional person was found. And then they just tested again, and another additional person. Now, what does this say? A lot of us would like to think that you all catch it at the same time. Now you're staggered. Now, I know that they think day five is the day that they won't have any more people who get it. Well, that's not looking right. Remember, they tested those people on Saturday. So this disease is still beyond the ken of most people. Uh, there was no belief that there would be another Titan yesterday. And when I spoke to, the, to um, the company that does it, and the company's really great, they were just hopeful. They're still hopeful, by the way, that no one from the that uh, no one from the Vikings got it. It is pretty amazing because there was a nose tackle that had it from the Titans. But this is what's real, really wrong with this disease, what's difficult with this disease, is that you would have thought that the, uh, that the viral load for everybody would have been high enough to catch on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. So they don't have this under control, and they just don't. And it's worse. What happens if there's another one? Yep. Yep. Indeed, we'll watch it, Jim, uh, for further developments. NFL's been pretty good about issuing statements. They've quickly. been fabulous. Uh, they we got within four points of we got within four points of thirty four hundred for the first time in a couple of weeks. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. Hey, guys. Uh, well, first day of the quarter. Nice start. Four to one advancing to declining stocks. Yeah, we're close to thirty four hundred, but we're still almost two hundred points away from the old highs. Remember that we had a nice correction in the middle of September. Take a look at the uh, sectors. Nice move up in semiconductors. Good news out of uh, ST Micro. Some good guidance from them. Consumer discretionary industrials modestly strong. Again, banks and energy lagging here. This is the story for the last quarter. It's starting off with the story uh, for the fourth quarter. Uh, stimulus matters a lot. Why does it matter? Because people are really getting concerned about the layoff numbers. And people are looking for some, even a triage help uh, for some various industries. You've heard about all the layoffs that are occurring with American and United, Allstate, uh, Disney was the other day, um, Marathon Petroleum, Royal Dutch, long list. It gets longer every day. Dow, uh, you're going to hear a lot about this in the next few weeks because when the earnings announcements are made, that's when they're going to do the layoff announcements. And so that's why the stimulus becomes very, very uh, important. At least that's what the market believes. Uh, October, September was complicated trading. October is going to be I think even more complicated. Look, all of these buckets that we talk about, they're not going away. The election uncertainty is very, very high right now. We had progress on treatment and vaccine. Maybe we'll hear phase three progress on vaccines in October. We don't know, but that's certainly generally good news here. That's the most important thing. Progress on stimulus. We don't know uh, where things are going with Mnuchin or Pelosi right now, but there's some hopes that a deal can be reached. And reopenings are balanced against these layoff announcements. And yet we've been getting this great economic data, Chicago PMI and ADP, all really good. So the hope is that earnings will save things. ST Micro had great guidance. Uh, ST Micro is pulling up all of the semiconductors today. Uh, so if you look at all these numbers, uh, Advanced Micro, all of them up. Uh, good news from them. Q3 revenues higher than expected or guiding higher for ST Micro. As for the rest of the earnings, uh, the guys mentioned what was going on with Constellation and Pepsi. Best uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, a huge beat. We're expecting a loss. They had a gain, 50 cents there. These numbers were off the charts, way outside of what most analysts were anticipating for, best, for Bed Bath & Beyond. And you see those digital sales. This is the story with all these retailers who are winning on this front, up 89%, in-store sales up 12%. Uh, that's certainly good news. You know, we keep joking about ETFs, ETF Edge. I have a show we talk all the time about thematic ETFs and what's going on. And we joke about there's an ETF for that. And, of course, 
The SPAC ETF is finally launching today. This is from Defiance. Uh, SPACs raised four. Uh, $41 billion so far this year. That's almost as much as anybody else. $41 billion is what that should say there. Uh, that's almost as much as the regular IPO process. You might say, how do you do this? How do you have a SPAC when you don't know what the acquisition is? Well, here you go. 80% of the companies will be public through the SPACs. Uh, they're public already, like DraftKings and Virgin Galactic. 20% will be blank check companies. And, of course, they're going to have to figure out what companies they're going to want to buy into. Rather interesting situation for them. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, we'll see you in a little bit. Uh, Bob Pisani, we're watching yields this morning and some manufacturing data. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Yes, exactly. Right now we're looking at the notion of what's going to change in the economy. Well, maybe the market PMIs are going to give us a clue to this because we are now looking at 49.3, 49, I'm sorry, 53.2. 53.2 is our final read. And Carl, this, of course, takes away the 53.5, puts it in its place. So we're still hovering at very significant levels. The bounce is nice, and we'll still get another ISM later on, top of the hour, of course. With regard to the marketplace, we see yields moving up. The data points have been good. We could debate as to uh, the level of initial continuing claims, the rate of change on how they're moving down, but they were better than expected. So look at intraday of 10, yields did move up. And if you look at a two-day, they have been moving up uh, over the last several sessions to the tune of open the chart up to early September on a closing basis. This is going to be a one month high. Should we stay up at these current levels in 10s and 30s on an intraday basis? It's the best levels, the highest yields, the lowest prices traded in about four weeks, the 10th of September. Foreign exchange, we all know that June and July weren't good months for the dollar index, but it firmed up quite a bit uh, right around mid-September. You can see on this intraday chart that it came back a bit. But once you hook in the previous four days and look at a one-week dollar index, low to high, it's lost over a penny, and it continues to deteriorate. And many, of course, will believe that the euro currency and its weakness due to COVID spikes and now the fact that it's coming back is the driving force of that market. Carl, Jim, and David, back to you. All right, we'll see you in a little bit, Rick, for uh, ISM. So we're off the initial uh, highs this morning. When we uh, come back later on this morning, football super agent Drew Rosenhaus as Titan Steelers is now postponed to a later date on two more COVID cases. We're back in a minute. Senate Commerce has voted to subpoena some top tech CEOs. Elon Mui's got more on that this morning. Hi, Elon. Hi, Carl. Well, the vote was unanimous to subpoena the CEOs of Twitter, Facebook, and Alphabet to testify before the committee. The hearing date is still uncertain, but there is a desire to have this happen before the election as the platforms are being accused of mishandling misinformation as well as of political bias. Now, the subpoenas require them to speak on Section 230, the liability shield, as well as privacy and the impact on the media. Again, the tech company CEOs now being subpoenaed by the Senate Commerce Committee. We will see how they respond. Back over to you. All right. Uh, we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, Jim, I don't know if um, uh, Jim yeah, it reminds me, you know, uh, Alphabet uh, just this morning was named as one of B of A's top 10 ideas, high conviction, short term ideas 
for Q4. Uh, does I, this I, throw I, that into question? No, no. It, it, as a matter of fact, there's some YouTube things that are going on that are, they're going to be monetizing more. I think the Google Cloud is doing so much better. Remember, this stock is barely up. It sells for 33 times earnings, but you have to back it out. And you'll find out that it really, really is cheap. Meanwhile, I've got to tell you, um, Facebook is doing, if you look at the Facebook ads for politics, I mean, it is stickered like a, like a, like a cigarette box for heaven's I don't even know what more they can do. I don't know. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg addressed this personally, trying to figure out exactly how to please everybody. So they've come up with a strategy when basically it just says, hey, you know, don't believe this thing. It may not be true. What else can he do? Do they just want him to take down every every ad? I think that violates the First Amendment. Uh, this guy's caught between a rock and a hard place. And I don't know what he's going to necessarily do. But I do know that when you look at the ads on Facebook, I think they're doing it right, for heaven's sake. I, I don't know. I mean, you got to take a look at it. The treatment's the same on the videos and the feed. Um, and I just, I simply do not know uh, how to make the label more prominent when Donald Trump t- well, tweets would, something. What would Twitter say? Twitter, well, what, Twitter, what, I mean, what would Dorsey and Twitter say? Well, I tell you, know, Dorsey doesn't. I mean, I talked to Ned Siegel. He says, you know, how do you violate people's First Amendment rights? But. You know, I mean, Donald Trump talks about ballots. We know that. And Facebook puts in both voting in person and voting by mail have a long history of trustworthiness. It's right under the president's note. I mean, I don't know what more can you do. You just want to say, listen, everything's a lie. You know, I wanted to say that you're the worst president ever. A, a, a clown. Well, David, uh, Twitty would say, don't, don't run the ad. That you're absolutely right. Yeah. Don't take the ad. In the meantime, uh, 33.83, uh, about 10 points off the initial highs. Back in a moment. Time for Jim and Stop Trading. Uh, I have to tell you, there's a remarkable op- op-ed piece in the Nevada Independent this morning by a fellow by the name of Matt Maddox. People don't know him. He's the CEO of Wynn. They are building a lab. At, at They're actually building a lab at Wynn Resorts. You'll go in, you'll take a saliva sample to figure out whether you have COVID or not. You can do whatever the heck you want. Uh, this guy's the most forward-thinking guy. And, Carl, I've got to tell you, maybe everybody has to have a lab at every place where there's a crowd. Uh, that's certainly where we're headed, Jim. We'll yes, see you we tonight, are. right? All right, Mad Money, show. 6 p.m. Great show. Thank you. All right. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff, Jim. Thanks. Uh, Jim's got, thank God, bed bath tonight uh, when we see him tonight at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.